Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we read Matthew chapter 9 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven, or to say get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, Get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to men. As Jesus went on from, one, from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told them, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus questioned about fasting. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. He, she said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread throughout all that region. Jesus heals the blind and the mute. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. 
Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. The workers are few. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is the end of the reading for Matthew chapter 9. Now let's look at the takeaways. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 2, it reads, And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. The takeaway here is that Jesus tells the man who's suffering from palsy that his sins are forgiven. This sets off immediately the scribes, you know, the, some of the religious leaders around there, who accuse Jesus of blasphemy. How dare he think himself capable of forgiving other people's sin? And Jesus' response here is classic. He says, um, you know, he points out to them, which one is easier, guys, to say your sins are forgiven or to actually heal a man of paralysis? So we see Jesus then demonstrating that he indeed has the power to forgive sins by proceeding to actually heal the man of his physical illness. And the man was able to walk home for everybody to see uh, the miracle that Jesus had done. Now, the second takeaway is when we see Jesus asking the tax collector named Matthew to follow him. And Matthew leaves behind everything he owned, which is probably... Uh, at that time was considerable due to his position as a tax collector. He probably had a pretty good amount of wealth. Uh, but he leaves everything behind just to obey and follow Jesus. And the Pharisees then begin to criticize Jesus for associating and eating with tax collectors and sinners. Um, and ask his disciples, how can that be? How can your master do such a thing? And Jesus responds directly. And we see his um, one of my favorite responses uh, of Jesus in, on Matthew 9, uh, verse 13. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Here Jesus tries to point out, point out to them that even though they think themselves as whole and righteous outwardly, they were indeed sick on the inside and impure. However, they didn't realize this and they had no idea that the state of their heart needed tending to. Also, the reason why Jesus associated with sinners, which Jesus, Jesus understood to be everyone, was because they are the ones that needed salvation. Those are the ones that he came for. 
And again, the Jews mistake, mistakenly just think themselves as being righteous. And in turn, just unfortunately, this only makes themselves righteous and totally misled. Now, the third takeaway we see when we read Matthew 9, verse 16. No man putteth a piece of new cloth unto an old garment, for that which is put in to fill up ta uh, taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. So Jesus basically is saying that uh, to them that the old rituals of the Old Testament were no longer fit for the new covenant brought on by the coming of the Messiah's Jesus. So in summary, Jesus has the power to forgive our sins, and he has the power to heal us of all our infirmities. Also, Jesus is the new covenant, and therefore we must stop living by the old covenant. Just like you can't pour new wine into old skin, or it will burst, you can't try to live by the Old Testament rules when Jesus has given us a new creation and has brought the Holy Spirit down to dwell within us. We no longer need an intercessor such as a high priest, uh, but instead Jesus is our high priest who has made the ultimate sacrifice once and for all, has washed us all of our sins through our faith in Jesus the Messiah, who again died on the cross and, re and was resurrected just to give all of us a new life. So in prayer, let's close. Father God, open our hearts and mind to the truth. You are the way and the light. Only through our faith in Jesus can we truly ever fully realize our purpose. Only through your love can we fully understand our purpose in this world and become the person you created us to be. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Matthew chapter 9. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.